I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and, and that's, that's Grayson. Grayson. And this is Autism Building the Puzzle. One piece at a time. Hey everybody and welcome to Building the Puzzle, one piece at a time. My name's Sean, really super excited to be here and I have with me my wonderful wife, Alexandria, as always. Hi everyone, super excited. So uh, today, you know, we wanted to do on our episode just a little bit of information for the new people in the community of autism that may not be as familiar with what autism is, just give them a little bit of background. It's really going to be really a quick audio just uh, for you guys to have that background. Um, we wanted to make sure that everybody had a little bit of knowledge on that stuff so that when you know we go through all of the other information we're going to be covering in future episodes, that you have a really good understanding and grasp of what we're talking about. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to let Alex uh, kick it off. Okay, so this is, like Sean said, just going to be a lot of information, just kind of the basics of autism, what is autism, and us just discussing some uh, therapies that are, you know, popular and common that people try and things like that. So we're going to start with what is autism? Autism is a deficit in social, emotional communication. Um, it can range in problems with relationships. It can range in problems with imaginative play. You will sometimes see a lot of children uh, that are on the spectrum. They will flap or line toys up. They'll become super obsessed with a certain item. And sometimes the eye contact and body language, it's not as what a neurotypical child would be. Um, sometimes you'll call their name. They won't look at you. They hear you, but they just it's almost as if they're ignoring you. So that's how it will come across. Okay, and some of the reasons for autism, I wanted to cover that a little bit too. Um, the funny thing is there really is no scientific-based uh, reason for autism. Um, a lot of people out there have their own ideas based on their own experience uh, or experiences uh, about why uh, kids develop autism. Uh, some people think it's a genetic disposition. Some people think it's environmental. Personally, I think there's probably some sort of a combination of both of those uh, that play a factor in there. Um, but I know Alex has uh, come across, you know, some definitely some warning signs, I would say, um, of when potentially you would have an autistic child. So do you want to talk about that? Yes. Uh, some of the things that I have found out. I remember being pregnant with Grayson and not even taking Tylenol or anything because I kept saying to my husband, well, how do we know what causes autism? That was like my biggest fear. And, you know, I never ended up taking Tylenol or anything like that because I was always so nervous since we didn't know what the cause was. I have heard from a couple of our therapists that if the woman is of low body weight or BMI, that is a heightened risk factor. If you are of advanced maternal age, even being 35, that is a factor. I've also heard that if you have a temperature during your pregnancy or heightened body temperature, that could also put you at risk. Um, so it's definitely pretty scary. And, you know, I feel as though so many children have autism 
and what one mom is doing, another one may not be doing. So what is the cause? Uh, some say vaccines. You know, we, we don't know. Yeah, and, you know, I want to add in there too. You know, I've I read that some of the uh, fathers, if they're older fathers, you know, uh, well above 40 and stuff like mm-hmm. that in their 50s, uh, you know, having kids, that's also an increased risk factor for it as well. So yes. uh, just to run through some stats about autism for you guys, um, and I got these from the CDC, uh, There, there's no difference in the amount of autism based on races, ethnicities, or socioeconomic groups. Um, so it's pretty equal throughout all of those. Um, one in 54 children are diagnosed with autism. Um, and boys are actually four times more likely to be diagnosed. Um, and if you want to take it to, uh, you know, a different level and just talk about, you know, kids that are diagnosed being developmental disability um, and not just autism, so a little bit broader category, um, from the years of 2009 through 2017, they did a study and uh, children between the ages of three through 17 in those years, one out of every six, nice. um, were diagnosed with a de- de- I can't even say the word, geez, developmental <laughs> disability. So, you know, there are a lot of options out there for treatments. Um, you know, so you want to talk about some of the ones we've explored specifically as well? Yeah, definitely. And I also want to say what you were just talking about one in six. I mean, it's just. That is just so many. And, you know, back years ago, you never heard of autism. So it's like what has changed that autism has come around or there was autism. And, you know, if you were even just a little bit different or a little quirky, you got put into a mental institution. So, you know, was it always so prominent as it is today? And that's the scariest thing. And I think getting an early diagnosis and starting treatment early is very, very important. Um, For example, you know, early intervention is one of the most important things you can do. And that can range from infancy to uh, three years old to when they age out. You can also do ABA training during that time. And ABA is Applied Behavior Analysis. And it's, they consider it the gold standard of therapy ABA is one of the most beneficial therapies I feel as though that you can give to your child along with early intervention. Um, What it is, is they work on behaviors such as social skills, communication, reading, academics, such as, as well as adaptive learning skills, fine motor, grooming, um, just gaining that independence. And, you know, we have taught Gray a lot of independence with you know, brushing his teeth, turning the water on just so that one day he will be able to function in society and possibly take care of himself living on his own. Yeah, a lot of life skill stuff. Yes, yes. And that's where it's really, really good. And the therapists are really, really good. A lot of them are RBTs. So ABA is very, very important, especially starting at a young age, because once you go into teenage years, it's very difficult to get a child to change those habits. It can be done, but it's difficult. Uh, There's also a verbal behavior intervention, which focuses on language skills. There's relationship-based approach. This kind of treatment is known as floor time, which 
during early intervention, we did a lot, a lot of floor time. Most of it was on the floor based. Um, Grayson didn't even have a table at that point yet, and they didn't really recommend it. So everything was on the floor, and he got used to that. And thankfully, when ABA started, we transitioned right over to the table. He also does PECS. PECS is Picture Exchange Communication System, which is you make photos or you can buy stock photos. And let's say, for example, a baby bottle or the child's actual bottle, they would take the picture and they would hand you the picture and you would then give them the item. So they hand the picture in exchange for an item. And that is really, really beneficial in getting a child with a speech delay or who doesn't speak and is nonverbal to speak. Um, so I, I'm definitely a PECS believer, but I do believe that the child has to be ready to be able to use PECS. At 18 months, our child, Grayson, was not ready to use PECS. I mean, he's four and a half now, and and I would say he's, he's getting, just he's getting better now, at it now ready to use it, and we've been getting using it for the past couple months. Yeah, so... And then with along with ABA, um, in ABA you have, which is discrete trial training. So what that would be is like you're just running trials and you ha can do a reward or a token board when the child completes the task that you want correctly. Um, we don't give a lot of attention to Grayson when we are running a trial. And if he's not correct, we just say try again. And then when he is correct, we really, really, you know, accentuate the excitement for that tax being completed and being completed well and that has really really helped um yes yeah, so aba i'm a firm believer ot is very very important uh we're from new jersey so we have di um yeah but the sooner the better a lot of children are not diagnosed until their school years and some of them are six seven years old and that's really un unfortunate. It can be done, but it's it's more difficult on the child. So I'm all as I'm all for a ch a parent noticing that something just isn't right and getting them the services as soon as possible. Yeah, I think the earlier you get involved in intervening, the the better. And one of the reasons why it gets more difficult as the children get older is also just because the amount of work they have to do in therapy just to catch up to yeah. their equivalent age you know um absolutely it, it's too it's there's not enough time to overcome that you know no uh once you're hitting like 10 years old and stuff like yeah, that so you're expecting a lot um, from that child too yeah because yeah. you know they have to learn all the stuff they were behind on and then still learn the stuff you know that's proper uh for their age yeah it's age equivalent for them so and i'll say you know having a child on the autism spectrum and just doing therapy every day and doing ABA. And, you know, there were days that early intervention, we, we were going all day. I mean, we had an appointment at 10, they would come till, you know, 11 and yeah, it was a short amount of time. Then you had somebody coming at three and then it was just, it's a lot. And you kind of, as a parent, you sit back at a certain point and just kind of say, when does my child get to be a child? When are they not working? Because it's like every day is therapy and all day long. So I try to reward and really give a lot to Grayson even more just because he's working so hard all the time. Yeah. We'll be right back after a word from our show sponsors. Here at Building the Puzzle, we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays. Well, if you're in New Jersey, you're in luck. The speech paradigm has you covered. 
They're helping children overcome speech challenges all across New Jersey. They offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy. Please reach out to them. You can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com. You can reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson and Company, uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, they can be reached at grayson-company.myshopify.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram as well as Etsy. On Etsy, they can be found at Grayson and Company Toys. And now back to the show. You know, in terms of other treatments, uh, there are medical treatments, but uh, we're obviously not doctors, so we're not going to talk too much about that. But, um, you know, if that is something you want to look into, I recommend talking to your doctor about that. Um, I would try other avenues, obviously, before you go that route. Um, And, you know, we'll never give medical advice. We will always just give our opinion on things. So, you know... We will say what we have done and what we read, and we will pass that information along. But again, always consult a medical professional. Of course. Um, And I think we just want to make sure you have all the knowledge base out Mm -hmm. there where you can go, you know, or access to the knowledge base where you guys can go out and make your own uh, informed decisions. So, um, and then some uh, alternative therapies. You have cryotherapy. You have uh, stem cell therapy, which is a little bit newer. There's yes. only, I think, two places in the United States that are currently doing that. It's also very expensive. Um, but we've also been following a couple children that have been getting that therapy to kind of see how that works um, and maybe give you guys some more additional information on that on a future episode. Um, and then uh, another one that has been unbelievably helpful for us is a biomedical doctor. Yes. Um, and there's so many different things a biomedical doctor can get involved in. A lot of our autistic children have, um, yeast problems, digestive system problems and things like that, which play a big role into how their, you know, how their minds are processing things. So, mm-hmm. um, that could have a big impact. You know, there's a whole litany of different treatments that a biomedical could really do for for children and that's definitely something we want to explore in one of our future episodes is uh interviewing a biomedical doctor about you know all the different things they look for and do and uh, all the different benefits that they can provide our children so and a lot of people don't know what a biomedical doctor is and what a biomedical doctor is it is not a lot of times it's not even covered by your insurance most of the time it's out of pocket I'm pretty sure all of the time, actually. And what it is, is it's like a homeopathic kind of doctor. Uh, They believe in vitamins and all natural essential oils, things like that. And we are a firm, firm believer on biomedical treatment. Uh, Things were getting really rough with Grayson, and we started doing biomedical. And honestly, I mean, they were like a godsend. I don't know where we would be today if it wasn't for those doctors, honestly. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. That was a big breakthrough for, mm-hmm. for Grayson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say it's, you know, going to work for every child out there. Every right. child's obviously different. I mean, like Alex loves to say, 
Uh, if you've met a child with autism, you've mm-hmm. met just that one child with autism. Yes. So, um, you know, they're all going to be different and respond differently. So, I mean, kind of before we wrap up here, I mean, the last thing I wanted to bring up, you know, I don't want everybody out there listening to, you know, get down um, about the situation, uh, what they're going through, all the uh, things you have to work on and help establish with your child, all the things you have to teach them, how overwhelming it is. You're not the only ones out there. We've been going through it. We know all about it. And, you know, uh, it's not all bad all the time. It's actually quite wonderful a lot of the time. Yes, it, it is. It's definitely an adjustment, but um, like I... They, they could be the most loving children oh, and gosh, so smart and... They're amazing. ...intelligent and uh, perceptive in, you know, so many different ways, you know what I mean? Uh, they offer things to the world that no other child, yeah. I feel like, can. And it's just like our last episode when I spoke about what would it be like if we had a neurotypical child. Um, I think it would have been really hard if you had a neurotypical and then your next one was autistic because you can kind of compare... But when you don't know what the hell you're doing anyway, and, you know, it, it turns out that they're autistic. You Trial become, by fire. Yeah, you become even a better parent because it's like God gives you the hardest thing first. So, like, the neurotypical, it's like, you know, when they start Listen, talking or if you're, we've you been know, able you're to like, get, oh, God, you're talking. If we've been able to get him to four years old... We're doing something I think right. I, I think most people could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we're very, you know, he's our baby. We could, we take good care of him. Um, of course we do. Yeah. We are nothing of short change to there. <laughs> so. So anyway, um, you know, uh, like, subscribe to us. Uh, check us out. Leave us a comment. Um, yeah. And you guys, you know, there we have, I have a Facebook and an Instagram under Building the Puzzle. And I started that as out. just a place where moms and family members can kind of just like vent um so yeah definitely check that out and you know if you're ever just having a bad day just post on there and i'm telling you there's going to be a lot a lot of support for autism building Building the the puzzle puzzle, one piece piece at at a time. time i'm sean and i'm alex signing off take care everybody